Hello and welcome to the Mom Boss Pod, where we are open about it all, raw motherhood, realistic business, growth strategies, and mastering marketing as an entrepreneur. My name is Helen. I'm your host, and I am also a mother of two, as well as an entrepreneur and business owner of my very own virtual assistant business. I started as a VA back in 2019 when my daughter was just a few months old, and my business has scaled dramatically since then. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So in today's episode, I just wanted to cover how to find clients as a virtual assistant. It's honestly the the, the (laughs) most asked question that I get as a VA and as a VA mentor, as I like to call myself. But you guys, the thing is, is like finding clients, there's so many pieces to this puzzle and we're going to dive into some of the nitty gritty of it today. But before I dive in, I want to let you know that I do have a free mini course all on how I started my virtual assistant business, how you can get started. I'm very open and raw about how much money I make on a monthly basis, um, the different avenues of income that I have, and I just share my biggest tips for starting your VA business. So if you're in a position where you are curious and you're wanting to get started, I highly recommend checking out my free mini course. It is linked in the show notes, and I'm excited for you to dive into that resource after this episode, of course. So I love to start off episodes with a fun story, right? Because why not share a fun story in every podcast episode about raw (laughs) motherhood? Because we're all in the thick of it. We're all going through it and we can all have a little bit of a laugh. So here's the thing. I have a four-year-old daughter. Her name is Emery. She is amazing and she's such an awesome kid. She loves to paint, you guys. But she has been having so much attitude lately, and she's really testing my patience in a lot of (laughs) areas these days. So the other morning, she was painting, and we had just finished breakfast. I was about to, like, clean up the whole kitchen, and she goes, Mom, I'm done painting. She jumps off her chair. She's about to, like, run off to go do something different. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's time to clean up. You have to put away all your paints. I'll rinse off your paintbrushes. Let's put it all away before you move on to the next thing because we're trying to focus on clean up what you did before moving on to the next so our house doesn't become a complete disaster, right? So we're trying to focus on that. She looks at me as I'm like just standing there, not currently doing anything in that exact moment because I'm speaking to her. She goes, mom, it looks like you're not doing anything. So why don't you clean up my paint? (laughs) You guys, it's really not even like that bad of a comment, but like the fire inside of me that just like fueled up. It took everything in me to not be like, do you not realize how much I do for you on a daily basis, right? It's like, there's just so many moments where I want to be like, I do this and I do that and I clean up and I make your food and who like just made you breakfast and who took out your pants and who got this all set up, right? There's just like so many things that I would love to just throw back at her. But something my husband constantly reminds me of as well is like, Helen, she's only four. You really need to be a little more 
patient and <laughs> loving and not freak out about the fact that she gives you attitude because she is only four years old. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, she's only four, but she's also four. Like she can understand a lot of things, right? So I tell her, Emery, you are cleaning up your paints. And then after you're done cleaning up your paints, just so you can understand how much I actually am doing, you're going to help me unload the dishwasher and put away all the dishes from breakfast. So she kind of gives me like that look, but she has a good attitude about it. And I totally turned into that mom that like added chores on top of chores because I just wanted her to recognize like how much work everything is, right? But then she proceeds to actually help me with like such a great attitude that it (laughs) almost made the situation like, it made me realize, Helen, it is not that big of a deal to unload the dishwasher and to put dishes away. It's like we build up all these things in our head on like, why is it so difficult? And why does it feel like we have so much to do? And like, yes, we have a lot on our plates as mothers and as business owners, but our to-do list doesn't have to be like the end all crappy, shitty thing that we have to do on a daily basis, right? It can actually be fun for us and we can enjoy it. And I've been starting to pull her into more of like, my everyday now that she's four and I can trust her to not like slam a glass bowl, you know, onto the wood floor, (laughs) pulling out of the dishwasher. Um, And now that she's actually in a position where she can help me out and do more, she's been doing more stuff with me and her attitude in the way that she does things compared to my attitude in my, you know, when I clean up the kitchen or like do put groceries away or go grocery shopping or whatever it looks like, like the day to day, things that we think are so annoying and so difficult, I'm starting to recognize it's all about your attitude. It really is all about the attitude. And so my challenge to myself after experiencing the way that she handled that situation, and my challenge now to you as well, is to look at some of these things that we really despise doing or we feel like is so much work or we feel like no one else helps us with it and it's all on us. Those things that you don't enjoy and that like really get to you, start to recognize that maybe if we just flip our attitude about it and act like a four-year-old, it won't be so bad. And yeah, so that's my fun story of the day or of this episode. And I just wanted to share the little tidbit in case it resonates with you at all in the sense of it doesn't have to be bad and it doesn't have to be hard. And it doesn't, it gets, it gets to be something that, you know, we get to do. So Anyways, okay, moving on. Let's dive into the business stuff. You guys, sometimes I will have um, guests on the show. It won't just be my voice that you're hearing. And I actually, if you want to be a guest on the show, you can fill out the form that I have in the show notes as well, just um, to give me an idea of who you are, what you do, why you would want to talk to me on this new podcast, and just... um, yeah, let me know why you want to come on because I love conversations and I love being able to go back and forth on, um, with someone else and it not just being my voice. So lots of fun things planned here on the mom boss pod. I'm also planning to do some fun bachelor things now that we have a new season of the bachelor, which I'm really excited about as well, but we'll push that all to the side for now, get specific in our strategies of finding clients as a virtual assistant. So 
I wanted to dive in today to initially start off with the fact that if you are very new to being a VA, if you don't have any clients at all, or if you really haven't even like set up your business, I recommend first off getting very clear on the types of services that you would like to offer. As a VA, there's so many services that you can be offering that if you are just marketing yourself as a virtual assistant, period, it's very difficult for the right client to find you and honestly the right client to find you and pay you fairly. The reason why I say that is because if you are just throwing yourself out there as a basic VA with basic services, you're going to get paid basic fees, right? But if you can start thinking about the fact that like I am a virtual assistant who helps you in your business in email marketing, right? Or in project management or in copywriting. If you can get specific on that type of service first and foremost, it's actually really going to help you not only find the right clients for you, but also get paid a fair amount because the client recognizes that you are a specialist in a certain type of service and you're very specific to what you offer. Now, if you're someone like, well, Helen, I really just want to be like an admin VA and I want to help in the back end of your business, great. Market yourself as an admin VA, you know, or as the EA of your online business. Use that type of terminology so it becomes very clear that that's your focus. And get very specific on your pricing and your packages prior to starting to find clients. Because the last thing you want to do is to find a client who's willing to pay you $15 an hour. Around here, we don't take $15 an hour. I recommend being upwards in minimum $25 an hour if you're doing admin work. But you guys, we're in a time and age where like the dollar really doesn't take us very far, right? Like honestly, grocery shopping. I bought like an onion and coffee creamer, um, some apples and Oh, kids, ibuprofen. That was something that I was on the hunt for because right now, oh my gosh, are you able to find ibuprofen anywhere in your town because we are struggling over here? Um, and because teething, 15-month-old, right? Um, but I went to the store, grabbed those few things. It was like $30. I just don't, I'm like, where did the $30 just go? Where did that come from, right? How much was my onion? Like why are groceries so dang expensive right now? But that's why you need to be very clear on your pricing because if you're approaching a client discovery call with very little clarity on what you want to be offering and clarity, little clarity on what you want to be charging, it's going to be difficult for them to even understand what you can do for them and what type of investment it's going to be. Um, So there's so many things that come in when it, you know, There's so many things that make up finding the perfect client for yourself, but those two things, getting very clear on your services and getting very clear on your pricing are very important. So I highly recommend getting clear on those two things prior to even like diving into trying to find clients. So one thing I want to guarantee you and promise you that right now it is hard, right? If you're in the thick of starting your business If you've maybe had a couple clients under your belt, but you're like, this is not picking up the way that I thought that it would be, and I'm still struggling to find clients here and there. If you're in that 
thick of your business, I want you to hear me when I say there will come a day where you don't even have to be marketing yourself anymore. You will have your current clients, friends of clients, giving you referrals. That day will come. I am telling you that. But right now in the thick of starting a business, it gets, it's hard. Like it, th- it takes work, right? It takes work to start a business and to find clients. Those first few clients, especially, it's not easy. And I'm not here to tell you that it's easy and it's going to be a piece of cake, but I am here to tell you it's possible. It's doable. You will get paid well. You will find clients. And then those clients will start referring you. You'll become known for a specific type of service or offer and referrals will come your way. That will eventually happen. And I really am just encouraging you to stick it out right now because right now is the hardest that it's going to be to be finding clients. With that said, how do you find clients, right? So one of the most important tools that you need to utilize because it's completely free is social media. If you're not a social media person, you need to become a little bit of a social media person in order to leverage it as a marketing tactic. Do you think like so many business owners out there, brick and mortar shops, online entrepreneurs, big name CEOs, do you think they love social? No, not all of them do, but they recognize that it's a really important strategic marketing tool. So first off, yes, put your business on social media. Have a profile set up on Instagram to at least put in a couple posts about yourself. Have a face to the name, right? Showcase some of your top services in your Instagram feed. If you're like, Helen, I don't even have any clients that I've done services for, that's okay. What are the services that you are offering? What do you want to be doing? Showcase those. Um, And then showcase a little bit of like what you can do for them. If you offer email marketing, what does that package look like? Are you offering one email per week? Do you have multiple packages that offer a few emails per week? Is it all custom, right? Get clear on your services and showcase them on your social media. So that's going to help you just put yourself out there on social. The other thing with finding clients is like, if you're not clear on yourself, and if you're not confident in yourself, there is no way in hell anyone else is gonna be confident in you and what you can do for them. So get clear on what you're offering, and then also get clear on what you want your day-to-day to look like, what you want your lifestyle to look like as embodying like this new career of yours, right? And with that, you can then showcase some of that on your social media as well. Um, you do not have to be posting a ton. I think that's something that people are like, I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to be like posting a bunch of things that I'm doing all the time. You don't have to. No one's asking you to do that. You just have to put yourself there. So when people respond to like your message or if you are responding to an Instagram story that has a lead on it, they're going to click on your profile and see like who is this person? What do they do? What's their business like? So I'm not asking you to post every single day or to show up on your stories all the time. All I'm asking is that you have some sort of a profile set up so your ideal clients can see who you are and potentially even find you 
on accident by like, you know, clicking around. Um, but even if they're not finding you, when you're reaching out to them, they're going back to your page and they're looking. Same on Facebook. So, you know, there's Instagram, but Facebook groups are so underutilized for finding clients. Um, there's a lot of Facebook groups that are entrepreneur groups, mom boss groups, um, like goal goal setting groups, anything along those lines where there's going to be entrepreneurs hanging out, be a part of them and make sure that you, whatever profile you're commenting on, this is key because I've seen people commenting on job post descriptions from their personal Facebook page, you know, which has like you at the club two weeks ago or <laughs> your college graduation is still your main profile picture or whatever it is, right? Make sure you have a Facebook business page set up that you're commenting as your business name onto these Facebook group posts. Just quick side tip because I've seen that happen and A, that doesn't look great and B, it doesn't give them any information about you or your business. So have a very basic Facebook page set up where you can respond to job descriptions, job postings on Facebook groups, um, things that come up. Okay, so there's a social media aspect, right? LinkedIn, that's another great place. Make sure you have a LinkedIn profile set up um, if it makes sense for your ideal client. If you don't think your ideal client's hanging out on LinkedIn, for example, if you want to be a VA to mom bloggers, right? I don't, there's not going to be a lot of mom bloggers hanging out on LinkedIn. That's okay. But if you want to be a virtual assistant to a marketing um, analyst for, you know, big name online brands, then you're going to want to have a profile on LinkedIn because you'll probably be able to find ideal clients along that route. So do what makes sense for you. Where does your ideal client hang out? That's where you want to make sure that you have a profile set up where you can respond to things that come through. All right. So social media, yes, you need to be on there. You need to be putting yourself out there and making yourself present and known. But I'm not asking you, you know, to become the next influencer by any means. From there, <clears throat> when you're looking to, hang on, let me take a little sip here. This is why I like having other people on because then it's not just my voice the entire time, right? <laughs> um, but solo episodes, they're fun too. Okay. So the next step when you are looking for your ideal clients, we've talked about making sure you are very clear on your services and your pricing. And then next, you want to make sure you are putting yourself out there on social platforms just so people can find you and can go back to your page if you're responding to one of their things. The last thing I want to talk about today is talking about yourself, okay? So if you have only told your husband and your best friend that you're a virtual assistant, how the hell is anyone else supposed to know that you are a VA and that you're offering services now, right? And I think this is something that people really struggle with is talking about ourselves to be like, hey, I'm Helen and I have a virtual assistant business and this is what I offer. Talking to not just like your best friend about it, but to the mom friends that you have um, that are all, that you guys all meet up at like the public library or the playground or the coffee shop, right? Like the weekly play date or maybe the book club that you have. Do any of those friends know that you're a virtual assistant now, right? 
if you're not talking about it with other people, it's going to be very difficult to find anyone who's looking to hire a VA. The thing is, is I've actually heard of a lot of people finding their first client as a local business because they're out and about, they're, you know, maybe working on, they're setting up their new Instagram profile at a coffee shop, they're talking to the barista, and the person behind them in line hears that they're a virtual assistant. And the person behind them in line is the shop that's down the street, that's a floral shop that now needs a VA because their business is booming. You guys, this happens. And this has happened to a lot of people who have taken my virtual assistant boot camp where their first client was actually a local person. And that comes into play because they started talking about their business with friends, with family, on Facebook, on Instagram, where there's other local people following them because they've lived in the same town for 10 years together, right? So don't push aside the local options and the personal connections without giving them a try because you don't know whose friend's husband owns a construction company that needs someone to handle their invoicing and all of the leads that they're being you know brought in because business is booming for them now all of a sudden right so like how is someone supposed to know that you're a virtual assistant if you never talk about being a virtual assistant and I think honestly something happens to us when we become a mom where we think that like what we do doesn't matter. No one cares about us. All they want to know about is how our kids are doing. And honestly, the, that becomes true to so many of us because of the way that we're treated. But it also is because of the way that we treat ourselves. And we've stopped caring about our personal growth. And we've stopped focusing on what makes us excited and what makes us happy. And we've allowed other people around us to identify us as a mom right? So, and just let that soak in for a second. And I want you to think about like, does this make sense to you? Is this true to you? Have you allowed your identity as a mother to stop yourself from talking about other aspects of yourself, about the things that excite you in career or in your personal life, or the things that are still fun for you to do as as yourself and not just as a mom. And so I think a lot of like the hard truth of starting a business is that it's hard for us to talk about ourselves. And when we can't talk about ourselves and we can't talk about what we're offering and what we can do for other people, how in the world are people supposed to hire us and even know that we're offering these services, right? So I highly encourage you, if you're having a hard time finding clients, or if you're just kickstarting your business and you have no idea how to even find clients, start talking about yourself. It's not just about your kids anymore. You know, yes, motherhood, so much of it is about your kids and what their needs are and their milestones and their growth and what they've been able to accomplish in the past, you know, in their first few years of life. It's huge. But you matter too. You matter so freaking much. And allow yourself to believe that and embody that and start talking about yourself as a business owner and as someone who provides X, Y, and Z services. So let that sink in and acknowledge the fact that you deserve the clients that you're looking for. You deserve the business that you are dreaming of. But that starts 
from believing in yourself and talking about yourself. So I hope that resonates with you in some way or another. And I hope that you're able to take that and implement it in some sort of way to be like, you're right, Helen, I have not talked about my services enough. I have not opened enough doors to be like, this is what I'm doing. If if your closest friends don't even know that you've started this business, how is anyone supposed to know, right? Put yourself out there. Find those clients. Make sure your services and your prices are set in stone prior to jumping on these discovery calls um, because you don't want to dive into client relationships that weren't to your standard, right? So those are some of the things, those are some of my tips, um, things that have come up today for you in this episode. There's obviously so many more things I could say on this, but we're going to end that here for today. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this very first episode of the Mom Boss Pod. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to finally be doing this, and I hope you enjoyed it. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe as a new podcast. That makes a world of difference, and I would just so greatly appreciate that. Um, as your way of saying, thank you, I'm here, I'm listening. And also follow me on Instagram at Peterson Virtual Assistant. I would love to connect on there. And I just hope you have an amazing day. 